Hello, Auburn family, and welcome back to another episode of Page 8 Podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm your host, Kristen Carr, and as always, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, today, we are going to be talking a little bit about basketball, recapping that week for you guys, and then also spring has sprung and with it comes some spring sports that we do love to talk about. So we're going to be talking about softball and baseball. We'll be talking more about next week, so stay tuned for that. But with us today, we have Noah Griffith on to talk about basketball and recap that week for us. Hey, Noah. Hey, how are y'all doing? I'm good. Um, thank you so much for coming on. And you were at the Florida game, right? Um, is that correct? I was. I was there. Okay, so talk a little bit about... Um, what went wrong? They did have a really tough loss. Um, and just break that down for us. What did you see? What do you think happened um, that sort of caused their loss on Saturday? Yeah, so like you said, um, tough first regulation loss for the team. It came down to the last possession, the last seven seconds. Really, the offense struggled all around. Jabari Smith was the one contributor. And like Bruce Pearl said, um, the team is at its best when the whole team is contributing, especially on the offensive side. And Jabari had, I believe, 28 points. And um, the second leader was Walker Kessler with 11. It was really just a one-man effort. And in the end, the ball didn't end up in Jabari's hands, their leading scorer there. He got six shots off, more shots off than anybody else on the team. He had a stroke. All week, and it's frustrating that the ball didn't end up in the hands to, with a chance to win the game. Yeah, and I think for me, as I was watching that game, um, one of the biggest issues that stood out to me was the turnovers. And um, you know, you had Katie Johnson and Flanagan and maybe some others throwing the ball like into the stands. I mean, it was just a mess um, in that area, and. You know, they av- they've been averaging 15.2 turnovers per game for the last five games, which is a pretty big um, up from their last previous average being around 11. Um, so they've gone up in their turnovers, and I think that's definitely had an effect on their losses recently. Uh, wh- what do you think about that? So, they had, yeah, they had 17 at Florida. Five of them came in the hands of Katie Johnson. The guard play was just really sloppy all around, except for— Zav Jasper had no turnovers. The only guy in the starting five with no turnovers. Um, they're just digging too big of a hole for themselves. The game was really evenly matched, actually, 41-41 in the second half. That one point deficit at halftime was the deciding factor. The way KD and the way Wendell started the game with those turnovers, I think KD started the game 0 for 3, um, with three turn. Three or four turnovers, that just can't happen. That digs too big of a hole to climb out of on the road. Yeah, and I think I totally agree with you on that. We've seen them in these recent losses. I think a huge factor for those is is a sloppy rough start. Um, you know, when you have a, a rough start like that with those turnovers, and like you said, you dig yourself in a hole, and all of a sudden it becomes a whole lot harder to come out on top and – I think we've seen them, you know, it's been consistently almost to have 
really sloppy like beginning of the of the first half there and mm-hmm. I think that's something they really are going to have to clean up if they want to do well in the playoffs and as they you know go into March Madness and all of that like they are going to have to really really clean that up if they want to go again you know to that final four and possibly a championship as people are as people are talking about definitely consistency is key and turnovers are a big part of that yeah, and after the loss, Auburn did go down in the rankings to number three. Do you feel that that was fair? Uh, what are your thoughts about that? I think that was fair. Anytime you're that far up in the rankings and you have a loss, you're in a loss to an unranked team, you're probably going to drop at least one spot. But um, I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are going to make it. You're still number three. You still control your own destiny. They have a one game up on Kentucky in the SEC. That's what that's what matters, really. Yeah, and um, what's up next for Auburn? Give our audience a little bit of a sense of what's coming up. Um, what do people need to keep an eye out for? So they have a game against their next game against against Ole Miss on Wednesday. It's pretty much what we talked about. They've got to figure out a better way to start. Um, they're going back home, so that's going to be a um. Definitely a relief for them to be back home against the second to last team in the SEC, Ole Miss. They've just got to figure out the ball control, got to figure out, got to get hot shooting besides Javari Smith. You can't just have one contributor because the moment that one contributor has an off night or a bad game, you're done. You got to have other guys that are able to step up. And Kessler has been that guy, but... Again, Colin Castleton of Florida is his biggest threat. Yeah, he had a fantastic game. I was, I thought he, you know, Kessler is so hard to um, to be paired up against, and he really delivered. I think for Florida in a way that Kessler probably hasn't had that kind of competition under the goal in a while. Yeah, he had seven points in the first Kessler. Has seven points in the first matchup with Florida. 11 now. But, like, it's not just offensive. Like, Kessler had no blocks, which has not happened yet this season. He had zero blocks at Florida. The team only had two. And I believe that's as a result of Castleton's athleticism. Um, he was getting him to bite on the shot fakes, which a lot of the smaller guards have not been able to do all year. And Castleton had three blocks, so... He definitely came out on top of that matchup. That's a favorable matchup for Gaston this season. Yeah, and one thing that we have been talking about so much with basketball, I feel like we talk about it every week, is just Auburn's depth. And I think one of the problems that they've had is on the road, that depth hasn't really showed up quite as much. And to go off of what you were saying, you know, yes, we have to, you know, they're going to have to, say, okay, we're going to get the the ball to Jabari, we're going to get the ball to Jabari. But there's that balance of, of course, we trust him, of course, he's going to make that play and deliver. But also, other people are going to have to carry their weight too. And he's not going to be able to just do everything every time. Um, And he's going to have off games. So I totally agree with you. I think he's going to have to um, have some help. And some people are going to have to step up and I think clean. Clean is what they're looking for moving forward. What, what would you say? I would say that is very much true. He put up seven, 16 shots against Fandy and Florida. Jabari, that is. 
I'm with the six more than anyone else on the team in both games. You can't let them, the opponent, be able to key in on your best player. Um, and when your bench only has nine points, who do you go to? And Walker right. struggling against Kasten. And Zepp was very clean with the ball but did not score. Um, Flanagan had two points. I mean, who do you go to? Yeah. At first, in the first matchup against Florida, Katie led the team with 23 points. It was a sloppy game for him. Four in the first half, five turnovers. He ended up with 12. There's got to be someone else to step up. Yeah, I totally agree. Auburn's definitely going to have to clean it up as they move forward. And Noah, thank you so much for coming on and um, talking about Florida with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. All right, next up, we are going to be talking about softball, and with us, we have Casey Barrett here to discuss it. Hi, Casey. Hey, how are you? I'm well. Um, thanks for coming on. And so softball entered the season really, really strong. Um, they have a 9-1 overall record after traveling to the St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational this past weekend, and their one loss came um, against number three UCLA. So a really strong showing and a nice start for them. And despite their loss, what was your takeaway from such a strong start for them? Yeah, you know, we saw them this weekend blowing out everybody, all of their competition. They overall came out really dominant, really strong, like you said. None of their wins actually even seemed really close, and one of them did come over a ranked opponent, number 11, Texas. They only allowed two runs that game as well. We saw them beat Texas Tech, Wisconsin, and then they really finished out strong with USF after that number three UCLA loss. So that was really good. Overall, a really great weekend. Yeah, and it's really interesting. I think, you know, last season they did start off well and then kind of teetered off there at the end. And um, for them to have such a clean start is really quite impressive. Um, what is up next for them as they're they're moving through this beginning of the season? So we'll see them play at Jacksonville State on this Wednesday, February 23rd. Last time they did play them was in 2018, which was a loss, but they seem to have a lot of momentum. Mo- momentum lately um, this season, you know, starting off with five straight wins and only having one loss to a top 10 team, which is pretty impressive. And we'll also see Maddie Penta. She's still undefeated right now as a pitcher. So overall, I think the whole team is really looking strong. Yeah, she seems to be coming out um, very confident and secure this season. Um, She was one of those pitchers last season that they really counted on and it seems like she's growing even more and starting off really strong and then they also have Shelby Lowe right and she is also showing up for her team is that correct what what was she doing um this past weekend yeah we saw her earn her first save of the season so it's really great that they kind of don't have one just person to rely on we see all these different people stepping up kind of helping them out and I really think that's what makes them overall dominant and what makes them continue winning especially over these big teams like Texas where it's not like a close call they're beating them by multiple runs so I feel like that's just really great especially to see the depth of the team Okay, and what do you think um, they're taking away and, and sort of working on after, you know, coming off of this very busy, um, packed schedule? 
Yeah, so Coach Mickey Dean actually gave a great summary of this past week where he said, we also have some things we are going to show the team when we get back to Auburn, especially over the last few days. That's what this weekend is for. I thought the kids handled themselves well. And we then saw him again about the game against USF, which they won after that tough loss versus UCLA, where he said we had a great bounce back game. So overall, I think he's really proud of this great come up they've had. I mean, only one loss against that really tough team. So I think overall they're doing really well. Yeah, he sounds like he's really pleased, and um, it'll be interesting to see what all they can do with this season. Um, All right, so we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about gymnastics, and they have continued their dominant performance with a win versus Georgia this past weekend, and Suni Lee, surprise, surprise, um, won all four events, and Auburn emerges now as number five. Um, So a very solid performance by the Tigers. Yeah, of course, a great victory on the road with a score of 197.175 to 196.3. This is actually only the second win for Auburn in program history at Stephen Coliseum, so I feel like this is a really great performance and a great win for them. Yeah, and what was Suni's reaction to that overall win? And and she had, again, such a great meet. Um, What did she say afterwards? She gave a great statement after her fourth consecutive all-round saying that, I knew I wanted to come to Auburn to make history and give all other girls an opportunity to be great too. So, you know, she's coming in this powerhouse into Auburn on their team, but the fact that she's thinking about, you know, her teammates and stuff like that and what they can do as a team is just really shows her character as well. Yeah, and it's fun because um, we've seen her several times in interviews post game, where she will talk about how um, even this past weekend, like she said, she loved NCAA gymnastics even more um, than the Olympics, which was incredible to hear her say. And she's talked so much about that teamwork aspect of college gymnastics that she sort of missed. Um, and now that she's part of a team, she just is having so much fun with it, which is um, great for her. And then uh, speaking of the rest of the team, um, Piper Smith has been struggling a little bit the past few weeks, um, specifically in bars. Um, She didn't even compete in the LSU meet and then fell in the Mizzou meet and then in the Georgia meet. So we can't, you know, say exactly why. And, you know, all we can do is really speculate, I guess, on, you know, maybe there's an injury, maybe it's nerves, maybe it's a mental battle, but... Her beam has been so solid and so smooth and beautiful, and she has all these great transitions and scoring really well. So um, we'll see if she can maybe overcome some of those issues and then, you know, use that beam to sort of be a a staple for her versus Kentucky at home. And maybe when she has that home meet, she'll kind of be able to find her groove again because, again, her beam is so great. But it's disappointing, you know, to fall several times um, on those bars. Yeah, so hopefully we will be able to see her, you know, recollect herself on those bars. Um, This Friday, actually, they have a home meet versus, like you said, a top 10 Kentucky team. So this is another huge top 10 matchup, which hopefully will really show their talent, especially for Piper. I know we'll see Suni Lee out there. We'll see all the rest of the team, you know, stepping up. But hopefully we'll see her on those bars really make her come back. Yeah, and what are your predictions for that meet? I know, obviously, Auburn has done really, really well at home this season, and you know, Darion Goldberg has been continually um, so dominant and so consistent. What are your sort of predictions for that meet? It's going to be a tough matchup, but, you know, what are you thinking? You know, I feel like they've always come out of these top 10 matchups really strong. I mean, they did, you know, 
fall a little bit short to LSU. However, that was an away meet. Um, we talked about this multiple times, but there's always that Auburn atmosphere when they come into the meets at home. So I feel like that'll really play an important role against a top 10 Kentucky team. And you have dominant Suni Lee on that role where she keeps getting that all around in those meets. And like you mentioned, Piper Smith's powerful performance on beam. So I really see Auburn coming out of this meet, making a statement for themselves and for the rest of the season, honestly. All right, there you have it. All right, thanks so much, Casey. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, that is going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And you have been listening to Page A Podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsmen. We have new episodes coming out every Tuesday, so keep your eyes out and we will see you guys next week.